The first time I heard that meditation was at a minister's retreat in Utah, a town called Eden, Utah. We thought it was a perfect name for a town where we were holding a minister's retreat. It was part of an exercise where we were trying to get clear on who we understood ourselves as Unitarian Universalist ministers to be accountable to. So we paired off and took turns asking the questions to each other, the questions from that meditation. And then each time the question of who's are you, that simple part came up, we had to answer with what came to mind. Whose are you? My parents. Whose are you? My children. Whose are you? Me. I belong to me. Whose are you? My grandmother. Whose are you? My ancestors. Whose are you? Oh, my Unitarian Universalist ancestors, my queer ancestors. Whose are you? Children, generations into the future. Whose are you? The trees, the mountains, the river, the earth. Slowly, slowly, we began to describe a constellation of people and places that we were in relationship with a relation, a constellation of belonging and accountability. The two go together, as I said before, as we come into that deep sense of belonging, we also move into that deeper sense of accountability. Our Puritan ancestors, those from whom we inherited the practice of covenant, would have called this combination of belonging and accountability by the terms mutual edification and admonishment. Suddenly the word accountability doesn't sound so scary, right? Let me try to explain. The early covenantal churches were trying to do something really radical, very big actually. They were trying to say that no one had authority over anyone else and no church or community had authority over any other church or community. Each person and each community had its own equal authority which didn't mean that they thought that churches or individuals didn't fall off track. As you'll hear Sean describe in just a minute, most of the folks were Calvinists after all. They believed that humans were pretty much always off track. It's just that the way these congregations imagined that they would deal with this off-trackness was not through bishops or other power structures, but through mutual edification and admonishment. Mutual edification, you can basically guess at it. It's like what I said at the top of the service. We teach each other humbly, courageously, in small rooms, even Zoom rooms, and one-on-one -on -one through meetings and meals and service. As we say in our principles, we affirm a lifelong search for truth and meaning, and we commit ourselves to spiritual growth in our congregations. That's the fourth and the third principle. Admonishment is the practice of telling someone they are falling short falling short of their promises, falling short of their own values. It is what BIPOC activists and organizers describe as calling someone in, which is in contrast to calling somebody out or what some would now describe as being canceled. 
calling in is a practice of naming when someone has done something harmful, big or small, but in a way that is held in love and compassion. A recognition that we are all always messing up and we all need the space to apologize and do better. Our religious ancestors understood that these practices of mutual edification and admonishment were only viable in the context of committed and ongoing relationships of trust. That is in the context of covenantal relationships because who you love, that is who you feel you belong to and with and who you feel is who you feel inherently accountable to and are deeply connected with. It is a profound alternative to the way that we tend to think about accountability. Who are your people? The ones who make a force field you can almost touch. Who is within your circle of concern? When you walk out of your room, out of your house, into the sunlight of the day, to whom in this wide world do you belong? Where is your allegiance? By whom are you called? Whose are you? As we come to understand our answers to these questions, we understand our circles of accountability, those to whom we are accountable and those who we are accountable to, and those to whom are accountable to us. So this is my invitation to, for us today, to go through that a similar exercise as I did a decade ago in a retreat in Utah, and to ask ourselves whose we are. 